Thompson of the International Secret Police. preceding episode, Speed Gibson and his uncle, Clint Barlow of the International Secret Police, are questioning one of the octopus spies, Splinters, a renegade aviator. Their attention is taken away from him by a rock crashing through their bedroom window, and during the excitement, Splinters disappears. After this happening, the boys hurry to the lagoon where Barney Dunlap is guarding the mystery plane. They find Marsha Winfield and her small charge, Jean Kingsley, there. And Marsha tells the boys that her brother was caught in the evil toils of the octopus and had disappeared. At that moment, the octopus comes in over the short wave set in the plane, warning them to give up the search and to burn the plane. As a result, Clint orders Barney to fly the mystery plane to China via the clipper route. We find the boys at the dock next morning just before dawn. Well, Clint, I'm all set for the takeoff. The boys filled them enormous gas tanks with enough fuel to fly clean to China. <laughs> Maybe you have enough fuel, Barney, but you're not going to take any chances. Now, you land at Guam, Manila, Macau, and then Hong Kong, just as the Clipper does. Uh, we don't want to lose that plane. Well, the short wave set and radio telegraph. Hey, how about me? Don't I count? <laughs> You'll be safe enough, you old cloud jumper. Just remember to keep inside of us on the Clipper at all times. And keep in touch with us by your radio telegraph. Don't worry about me, kid. I'm an old hand at this sort of thing. It's going to be swell to be at the controls again, riding the wind. Well, they're warming up the motor. I'll be calling KHAGV China Clippers so much, the radio officer's key finger will be worn out answering me. <laughs> well, so long, So Bonnie. long, Bonnie. So long, Bonnie. Good luck. <laughs> Gee, he's a swell guy. No, he's one of the best, Steve. One of the most capable men in the secret police, too. Sure makes me proud to be in the same outfit with such guys as you and Barney, Clint. I can hardly believe all this has really happened to me. Flying on the China Clipper, getting into all sorts of adventures with the Octopus Gang. Yeah, I'm afraid you're in for plenty more adventures, Bean. Oh, look, there goes Barney into the cockpit now. The sun's just rising. Barney's plane's right in the path of its rays on the water. Yeah, that plane's a beautiful job. It's in perfect condition, too. Ground crew checked the motor and control system and so forth. And Barney made sure he had plenty of sandwiches and water stored away. <laughs> oh, yeah. Look, Barney's waving. <laughs> so long. I'll see you in Guam, Barney. Tell Barney learn how to fly in the Army Pursuit Squadron. Hey, look, he's banking. He's going to come back and circle over us. Come on, Barney. Goodbye, Barney. Good luck, old boy. 
straight for Guam. Yes, hey, we'd better get going, too, or the clipper would take off without us. Say, we're in luck. The other passengers are all in the after cabin for the time being, I guess, reading or playing games. Well, now's our chance to have a look at that map your brother sent you, Miss Marshall. Yes, indeed, Prince. It's here, in this locket I'm wearing. A map in that little locket, Miss Marshall? Yes, Pete. You see, the map is on onion pin paper. Very thin. I'll take it out now and show you. Here. Hey, this is going to be tough to follow. Yes. I'm afraid we'll have to use our imaginations on at least a half of the map until we actually reach Hong Kong and get someone who really knows the city well to help us. Daddy can help you, Marcia. He knows Hong Kong inside and out. That's right, Jean. Yes, we can trust the doctor, too. That's important because if the octopus heard that this map existed, he'd stop at nothing to get it. But I'm not trying to get it away from Miss Marcia. No, say not. This map's going to be a big help. But you must be careful. The octopus has many friends. Friends in high circles. Uh, so are we, Marcia. Remember our organization, the International Secret Police. While we may have enemies of every creed, race, and caste, we also have friends as varied. Yes, and just as powerful. I know. And we're going to find your brother, too. Don't forget that. Oh, if you only can, Pete. If we're not too late. Uh, we'll find him. Don't you worry. Now, uh, may I keep this map until we reach Guam? If I try to make a copy of it, we may be interrupted, and I don't want anyone to see it. Of course. Boy, doesn't Barney's plan look swell against that cloud bank we're flying over? That chrome finish shines like... Like diamonds. Like the water at Waikiki Beach look like diamonds in the moonlight. What's that plane got to do with water? Well, they both sparkle. <laughs> well, Gene's right, Steve. <laughs> right now, I'll just give you a tip that'll come in very handy in diplomatic circles. Never argue with a lady. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Let's see. Wasn't it about an hour ago that you last heard from Barney? Oh, yes. I think I'll go up in the control room in a few minutes. Should be getting another flash from him long about now. I come too, Clint? Well, now, you'd be leaving Marsh and Jean alone. Oh, that's all right, Clint. We can keep watch on Barney from here while you and Steve talk to him by radio telegraph. By all means. You know, Miss Marcia, we're lucky to get into the control room at all. If we weren't in the secret police, we'd never be allowed in the control room with the flight crew. I know, Steve. Now, don't worry about us. But first, have you any idea when we'll reach Guam? Well, it'll be very soon. We'd be able to see it if these clouds weren't below us. Oh, but I like the clouds. They look like big marshmallows of cotton, don't they? There you go again, marshmallows. If you went through them in an open plane, you'd find out they were doggone cold and wet. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> now, we'd better get up to the control room before another argument starts, huh? We'll be back soon. All right, and give our regards to Barney. Okay, Miss Marcia. Gee, Clint, getting up in the control room was one of the big thrills of the trip to me. Seeing that big instrument board and having the captain or the first officer explain things to me? Well, I'll have to admit that this trip is a wonderful opportunity for you, Steve. Insofar as the clipper flight itself is concerned, it's the octopus angle that I don't like. Don't worry, Clint. I can take care of myself. I hope that I can really help you and Barney on the job. Mm. Oh, well, here we are. We won't bother anyone but the radio officer, Steve. The rest of the crew have enough in their hands without talking to us. I know. Anyhow, we'll be losing altitude pretty soon for the Guam landing, and that means cloud flying. I won't bother them. Don't worry. Oh, that'd be good, boy. All right, step in, Steve. 
Now, past the navigators, right to the radio office. Here we are. <laughs> I think we're out of everybody's way, too. Oh, hello, Mr. Barlow. I've just been talking to Dunlap. Got it written down here for you. Oh, thanks, Nick. Uh, read it, Speed. Barney says... Sandwiches swell, but I sure miss those clipper meals. <laughs> oh, good old Barney. Nothing ever interferes with his appetite. Will you send a message for me, Mr. Smith? Why, sure thing, Speed. What'll it be? Tell him we're nearing Guam and ask him how he's going to like flying through those clouds in an open plane for his landing. <laughs> okay. I can just see his face when he gets that. <laughs> yes, sir. Won't he be surprised? <laughs> Well, he says it isn't his regular bath day, but he'll put up with it. Oh, uh, is the weather bad at Guam, Smith? No, Guam reports fair weather. The wind's breaking up these clouds in that area, and we're over the worst of it right now. Hey, Clint, look at Barney's plane. Is he trying to stunt? What's that monkey trying to do? Why, banking that plane like that? Something's wrong for sure. Quick, send this message, Smith. Anything wrong, Barney? Uh Look, look, he's going into a nosedive. He's heading right down into them black clouds, Clint. He's either crazy or in trouble. Here's his answer. Barlow, planes out of my control. Can't bring it out of this dive. It's a robot plane, I bet. The octopus is working it from Hong Kong. Tell him, tell him that, Smith. It's a robot plane for sure. Tell him to bring it out of that dive. Look, look, there he goes into the clouds. Oh, straight to the bottom of the Pacific Ocean if he doesn't get that plane out of that nosedive. This, this crate is a robot plane. The controls are locked. Barney. A robot? Controls locked? That means the octopus has some device in that plane to wreck it if it falls into the enemy's hands. Probably a pin to lock the controls, which the octopus controls by radio. And the only way Barney can regain control is to find the locking pin. Mr. Smith, send that to Barney. Tell him to look for the locking pin. It's his only chance. If we could only see him, anything could be happening to him under those clouds. Oh, I shouldn't have tried to keep that plane. I might have known the octopus had a trump card up his sleeve. If anything happens to Barney, I'll... Dunlap's talking again. Can't find pin yet. No use. Altimeter sinking fast. Visibility zero. Looks like curtains, pal. So long. Go on. Go on, Smith. What does he say? The key's dead, Barlow. Dunlap isn't sending anything to us. Oh, gee, nothing can happen to Barney. Try to reach him, Mr. Smith. Send out your call. I'll do my best, Speed. No answer, Clint. Clint, he doesn't answer. You don't think... Oh, steady. Steady, Speed. We can't think now. All we can do is... is hope. Hope. <laughs> 